Hey, Cyborg. Hey, Cyborg. The, uh, the attendance tonight was 16,083. The gate was 2.03 million. Fight of the night was Ferguson and Cerrone. Um, the, uh, the other two bonuses went to Shevchenko and Cejudo. And then tonight, there were uh, six transports. Uh, Jan, Pedro Munoz, uh, Ricardo Lamas, Aljamain Sterling, Cowboy Cerrone, and Jessica I. Um, Cowboy does have an orbital fracture. Who has the first question? Well, I guess knowing now that we know that he does have an orbital fracture, I guess it was good. But can you just talk about the, the crazy ending to Cowboy first? I mean, the fight that everybody wanted to see. Was it disappointing for you? Did you think it was the right call? What, what did you think? Nah, listen, it's unfortunate because he, he did hit him after the bell, and it sucks when that happens. Um, you know, the ref should have jumped in there and made sure that that didn't happen. And... Um, Tony Ferguson looked great tonight. You know, he fought a great fight against a very motivated, um, prepared Cowboy Cerrone. So he deserves all the credit for the fight. It just sucks that, you know, that thing's flapping out in the wind for him. So it happens sometimes, though. What are you going to do? Of course, we know that we got Habib and Poirier coming up. Um, Ferguson said I think he'd be open to a rematch. He said he'll take Connor. He said he'll jump into that title fight. What do you think makes sense right now? I know you said we got to kind of let both fights play out, but seeing how things went tonight what do you think makes the most sense for Ferguson oh that's what we need to figure out um you know when we get back to Vegas we'll you know get together on Tuesday and and figure these things out but uh doesn't really matter yet because you know these guys still got to fight in September we got uh Poirier and Habib so I'll let that happen first all right yeah Shevchenko. You know I don't make fights the night of the fight. Of so. course, of course. Shevchenko, uh, can you just talk about that? I mean, maybe one of the most dramatic knockouts in women's history for sure, maybe maybe in UFC history. She's a beast, man. She's an absolute beast, and uh, she gets better every time she fights. Scary. Caitlin Chukagian was fighting first fight of the night. She said she thinks she deserves the title next. Do you, do you know what makes sense for Valentina at this point? Um, no. I, I, I haven't even thought about it. But the Caitlin fight was good. It was a close fight. It was a good fight. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And then last I got to ask you about Cejudo. Uh, a great accomplishment for him tonight. You know, overcame some early adversity. Um, what, what did you think about his performance? I'm blown away by his performance. Um, I'm never going to doubt that kid again. Okay? So tonight going into this fight, you know, Marias is bigger, stronger, explosive. Um, you know, has a ton of weapons. And he was busting his legs up. Cejudo, what he did tonight, he did it with no legs, too. I mean, that guy had no legs left. I, I, I thought this fight was 10 or 12 leg kicks away from being over. And uh, the way that he adapted in that second round and switched up the entire fight, um, running right into Marlon and trading with him. Then he puts him in the clinch and hits him with, like, 10 knees to the face and um, the body, the knees to the body that he was hitting him with, it was just, it was unbelievable. Um, I am blown away. So, you know, this guy has heard it all from, oh, you didn't really beat Demetrius. It was a fluke when you knocked out TJ. You can't deny the guy anymore. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah. He laid out kind of a weird hit list with Cruz, Faber, and Garbrandt. He didn't I heard he was saying some nutty stuff on the mic. <laughs> I didn't hear any of it, but I heard he was, he was 
going crazy. Yeah, did any of those fights make sense? You got Jan, you got Aljamain that, that both think they're number one contenders. Right. And who was he calling out? Uh, Cruz. Cruz, Faber. Cruz is injured. And Garbrandt. Faber's old. And Cody. Huh? And Cody Garbrandt. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll sit down with him and figure out what he's talking about and see what we'll do. Cool. Last question for me. You know, you said going in, you felt like he was the kind of guy that could defend two titles and would do it. But I said if he could get through Marlon Marais, right? He, I would not. I, I absolutely. Does anybody in this room think he couldn't defend both titles? Absolutely not. But after he, the Marlon fight, I'm I'm blown away by it. He mentioned featherweight, though, as these guys said. I mean, and he didn't just go in there and try to wrestle. Right. You know what I mean? And put him against the fence, and you know, get on top of him, and he ran right into him, and fucking wow. Yeah, I'm blown away. So, yeah. So, did tonight do anything to impact the flyweight division? You know, we're all trying to figure out what the future is there. Did, did tonight's performance yeah. have any impact on what happens with the flyweight 100%. division? 100. Obviously, him winning had a lot to do with the division. So, yeah, it was a yeah. Have I said that it's going <laughs> away? That I say it's leaving? I haven't even talked about that division we, in months. Well, will you confirm that it's sticking around then? How about we go the other way? Yes, I just did. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. It is confirmed. <laughs> Hey, Dan, over here. Uh, did, you, did you talk to Cowboy at all on, on his way out before he went to the hospital? I didn't. <clears throat> and, and, I mean, the fans were upset, but, but obviously he can't, he can't continue with the way that his eye was, right? I mean, Anybody that's in this arena tonight that thought the Cowboy should have continued the fight should be beat with a stick, okay? <laughs> that was just horrible to think that that guy should go back in there and fight like that. He would. Of course he would. But he shouldn't. And he didn't. That's and why we, there's an athletic commission. We and speaking of the commission, were you okay with with all the things they did, the whole protocol, going yeah, replay, I, and yeah, the, Listen, that was the right call. At the end of the day, me, you, the fans, everybody just wants the right decision. No matter how long it takes or what they have to look at, let's at least get the right decision. And, and I think they made the right decision. Uh, Cowboy should have never blew his nose. He knows he's lucky both his eyes didn't swell up from blowing his nose. Um, so. Why do you think it's so difficult for guys to defend when they win that second title? What makes that so difficult to defend both of them? I'm confused. Like if you have a guy that has two championships, they can't. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Well, I, th I think that, and tonight proved it. I, I didn't know. I, I knew there was going to be a huge size difference between these two, especially after weigh-ins and when they step into the octagon, like we saw with Holloway and Poirier, right? Um, so I knew that, that Henry was going to be much smaller than Marias. And Marias is so strong and, like I said before, explosive and has so many weapons. And, you know, w the way that he fought Marlon Marias, I didn't even know he had it out in him, by the way. You know, I, he bull rushed TJ and he caught TJ with a shot and he knocked him out. It happens. But when he got literally his ass whooped in that first round and his legs completely busted up, he went back to the corner and came out the second round with a completely different game plan that I didn't even know he was capable of. And it played out right there in front of all of us. That guy can fight at both weights, 100%. For as long as he can make the lighter weight, you know? She's a wrestler, and those guys usually can do it forever. When he fought Demetrius Johnson the first time, even going into that fight, not after the result, of course, did you have any inkling that he was this kind of potential as a fighter? No. And if you saw the first fight, 
you would think that how much better could he get for the second fight, you know? And it's uh, he, this kid, I'm not doubting him again. So you don't let him fight at featherweight, though, right? So he said he said in the ring that featherweight was of interest to him. You don't let him fight at featherweight, right? Let's let's stick with these two weights for a minute, and then <laughs> then we'll talk about that stuff too. I heard he also said he's the pound for pound best in the world. Not the pound for pound best in the world. He said he's the pound for pound best of all time. Got it. Yeah. Listen, it's awesome that he believes in himself like that, and that he's so confident. But you, you know, you got to be realistic. You got John Jones out there. Habib's never lost. He's undefeated. You know, and look at the guys that these guys have run through, and look at how long John Jones has defended his title. Um, so yeah. I have two other questions for you. Um, number one, what, what do you think led to this kind of improvement in Suhudo? Was it? Do you think it's more just his belief in himself that led to this, or obviously think- he's a super talented guy. He's a great athlete, and uh, and yeah, I mean he's so confident in himself. Just just meetings that I've had alone with him, where he's telling me what he's going to do. Um, you know, and you hear lots of guys say that. Lots of guys believe in themselves. Uh, very few actually pull it off. This guy's following me around, by the way. <laughs> Seriously, every interview I've done, this guy starts fucking tearing shit down, and it's crazy. It's crazy. And then my last question for you, Dana, on uh, Ferguson. Like, I mean, did you? Can you admit now? Did you have any reservations about him fighting tonight? And do you think that those questions are put to rest by what he did? You know, he comported himself pretty well in a very high-pressure environment tonight. Who? Who? Tony. Tony. Oh yeah. No, I, I never doubted Tony was ready. He wouldn't have been here tonight if he wasn't ready. Yeah, I never once did I think that Tony wasn't ready to fight. Um, you know, as far as his health or mental health or whatever people think. Um, yeah, he wouldn't be here tonight. Dane over here. How, how impressed tonight were you with Alexa Grasso? And uh, I know the Mexico car is coming up too and you say you yeah. don't make fights, but is she somebody that you've really want to get on there and probably pretty high up in the into the car too so first of all she you know she's somebody that we were watching for a long time before she came to the ufc then she came in and didn't really live up to the hype you know what i mean then coming into this week i can't remember what day i saw her but i was like wow she's in the best shape i've ever seen her in. i mean she had her abs were shredded her shoulders were bigger her arms were ripped i mean i I don't know what she changed or what she's doing now but she looked phenomenal this week and uh yeah it paid off tonight against a very very tough tough woman do you have anything uh up on deck for that card yet is it still pretty far out? yeah yeah we haven't we haven't started messing with that one yet all right thank you but i'd like to get her on it Dana right here. Uh, to piggyback off that, Henry Cejudo, obviously Hispanic-American, Tony Ferguson, Tatiana Suarez, we saw Andy Ruiz Jr. knock out Anthony Joshua. How important was this card piggybacking off of that for your the Hispanic market that you said has been so key? Yeah, any, listen, anytime things happen good for us, with you know, as, as far as Hispanics go, it's, it's powerful. Hispanics support their people you know, more than just about anybody out there. So, you know, we're, we're always interested in, in, in growing that mark. I'm building, I literally found some dirt already in Mexico City to build a, a PI. So the first one's going to pop up in Mexico City, and then we're going to look for two more places and then uh, start looking for some, some land in uh, Puerto Rico. When, when is that? When do you think that'll be finished? I don't know. I don't know. 
And I'm flying to, when do we, when do we break ground uh, for China? Yeah, but when do we break ground? Year and a half? So China took like a year and a half, you know, probably in the same ballpark, year, a little over a year to open the first one. Hey, Dana, over here. Yeah. Right here in the back. Um, we talked about Tatiana Suarez. Uh, we found out after the fight that she had actually had a neck injury going into the fight, and she still pulled out the victory. Do you see her next for Jessica Andrade, or would you be more inclined to give it to Michelle Watterson? I want to make sure sh Michelle Watterson. Um, definitely not Michelle Watterson. Um, Michelle Watterson doesn't even want to fight until, like, September, October or something, and she's ranked too low. Um, but Tatiana Suarez, yeah, I want to make sure that her neck is, is okay. And I know, understand you spoke to Calvin Cater and his team after his really impressive knockout over Ricardo Lamas. Uh, he said there was some talk of a card in Boston. Anything you can uh, kind of? Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're looking at a few, um, a few spots right now, and Boston is one of the options. So anytime we can go back to Boston, I'm in. So hopefully we can get him on the card and, and, and do something there. And last question just on card locations. We've heard some rumblings. Vancouver might be getting a card this year. Anything you can uh, mention on that? Is that true? I don't even know off the top. Yeah? Yeah, that's true. True. It's in September. That's what we're hearing. September? Potentially. Okay. Sounds good like a yes Good news for Canada. <laughs> Just go with it. Be in Vancouver in September. It's official. So, Dana, you mentioned that you've been impressed with Valentina Shevchenko. Could you just a little bit talk about when she first got signed by the UFC and how she progressed throughout this uh, three-year difference and why I, you impressed so much? I mean, forget about when she first signed with the UFC. Her progression in her last three fights, I mean, she is literally a wrecking machine. I mean, she is an, an animal. Um, yeah, I... I it's, it's getting to the point where, where you got to start thinking, who, who's she going to fight next? I mean, there's always opponents, but she's so nasty. <laughs> I, don't, listen, I don't know who's going to be jumping up, screaming for uh, Shevchenko. I can tell you that. Maybe somebody will, but I wouldn't want to fight her. Do you think the trilogy between her and Amanda Nunes will happen in the future? Um, you know, I, I, I think that, that you know, they're, they're, you keep them both. In, in, their, in their weight class and, and, you know, let Valentina defend her belt X amount of times. As you think about it, right now you got Amanda Nunes um, who has Holly Holm, which is really the only big star she's, she hasn't fought yet. You know, she's taken everybody else out. Then you have um, a potential, she wants to fight Cyborg again. I don't think Cyborg wants to fight her again, but she wants Cyborg. Um, so if that fight does or doesn't happen, you know, Hopefully it happens because Amanda wants it, but if not, no big deal. She already beat Cyborg. Um, then Valentina will have defended her belts, and then, you know, you, maybe you do a who's the baddest woman on the planet type fight, and you do those two again. Anything's possible, but I'd say, I'd say for a while here we keep them both in their own weight classes. And my last one, uh, there are rumors about um, Sochi in August uh, for UFC. Could you confirm if anything is confirmed and if anything is planned? Oh, you guys are making me give up all the stuff tonight. Are we? No? No, that's not true. What is true then? I don't know. Is there any truth I'm, to Russia that could be announced? I'm brain dead right now. I, I don't know what's true. I'm not Thank true. You. Oh, Ru Russia? Yeah. Um, yeah, what happened to Russia? I'm happy. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm getting old, honey. Uh, bear with me. 
Any other questions? Shmo, what's happening? Thank you. Back here? Yeah. Uh, hey. Hey, Dana, so Cejudo, getting back to Cejudo, now he's got two belts, gold medal. How much do you agree with the proclamation that he's best combat sports athlete of all time? <laughs> do you work for Cejudo? Wouldn't John Jones be the best combat sport of, uh, athlete of all time? Probably, yeah. Um, there's so many people out there. You, you, you got, uh, you know, you have, um, how about Amanda Nunes? I mean, I just said she, she beat every big name out there. Um, Habib, you know, the guy's undefeated. You know how hard it is to go undefeated, and, and he's in a nasty division, too. Um, Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one to claim, man. There's been a lot of bad human beings out there. You know, look at Shevchenko. Look what she's doing right now and where she's headed. And what, you know, it's, it's tough to call yourself the greatest right now, let alone the greatest ever to ever live. So with Shevchenko. I like his, I like his spirit, though. Yeah. So you, Shevchenko, with the performance that Valentina did tonight and Henry and with you being on ESPN now, does that magnify with their performances tonight? So huge, yes. Yes, I mean, I, I, was, I was telling some guys this week, you know, I came, into, I came into this week and started to do all this media, and I started hearing all this negative crap again that, that, you know, I've been hearing for the last 20 years. Five months, maybe six months, in that ballpark, we've been with these guys. The business has gone like this. I forgot to tell you guys the other day, too, everybody was talking about uh, uh, Fight Pass, how that thing was going to take a hit ever since, doing bigger numbers now than before ESPN. Even Fight Pass, considering the fact that we're on ESPN+, Plus, Fight Pass is even bigger than it was five months ago. So this ESPN deal is massive. I always knew it would be massive when we got on here. I don't know how any of you could ever have thought it wouldn't be massive being on ESPN. Um, and the tide has risen, and, and the whole business goes up. And that's just in five months. What's going to happen when we've been with these guys for three years? Um, it's huge. It's just going to get bigger. The stuff that we're working on now, I think you guys, most of, I think a lot of you Vegas guys are coming out, when is it, in 10 days to do that tour with me? In like 10 days. I'm going to blow your mind in 10 days, what we've built and what we're doing and what the future is. Um, and if anybody who's not in Vegas, not from Vegas, can make it, love to have you if you want to come and walk through it. I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. So you're all, you're all invited. I would love to come to Vegas to do that. Julian Virgin from Atlanta. Uh, Aljamain Sterling looked very impressive in his Bantamweight bout. Is it possible that we see him as a top contender in the Bantamweight division? Yeah, I, listen, if Aljamain Sterling has always fought like that, he'd be a huge star right now. He looked great tonight. I love the way he fought tonight. Um, you know, he didn't just try to wrestle. He mixed it up. I mean, in the, in the output that he had tonight, the amount of punches, kicks, knees, elbows, everything that he was throwing, and he was nonstop. Very impressive. Peter Yan also got a big victory on the main card. Is it uh, possible that we see him as a contender? Yeah, I, and he fought, you know, he fought a Jimmy Rivera that didn't want to lose tonight, you know. He, he, Rivera looked good, too, and, and uh, it's crazy if you think of the, you know, I, the, the first couple rounds I was thinking, Jan just won two rounds that he probably would have lost if he didn't get dropped, you know. Um, Rivera fought a tough fight. 
and Jan looked really good. Final question. Overall, how would you say UFC 238 went? As advertised. You know, I, everybody was excited about the, including me. I got here Wednesday. When's the last time you saw me at a fight week on a Wednesday? I couldn't wait to get out here, and uh, the buzz for this card was huge. Everybody was talking about it, and it lived up to the hype. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Dana. If, uh, you may have confirmed this before, but what was the status of uh, Sterling's leg? Mm, I, yeah, hold on. Let me see. Yeah, he went in for his leg. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything bad, so that's good. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was going to ask about Sterling, but I, uh, just to kind of follow up, um, you saw Sterling improve. You saw Jan presumably improve, and, but also Cejudo. Would you say either of those two guys are in Cejudo's orbit in terms of yeah, I mean, they both look good. Listen, they're both top guys in that division. Yeah, they're in his orbit. Okay. Um, and then finally, um, you know, putting on your host hat, uh, we know there were supposedly some bears and cubs here. Um, you know, in Chicago, we're always interested in that. Who did you entertain tonight in terms of? Uh, Theo Epstein was here, Rizzo. Um, I'm close to those two guys. I don't know many of the other players and stuff. And I'm a Red Sox guy, so... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Good, cool. But they were all here. There were Cardinals here. There were Chicago Bears here. Cubs. As soon as the game ended, they all rushed over here after the game. Really cool, and we appreciate the support. And I said this the other day, and I'll say it again. The support that this Cubs team gives us every time we come here in Wrigley Field, I've never seen anything like it. Such good people. The owner is a super humble, good guy. The coach, the players, I mean, the president, they're, they're all really good people, and we appreciate it. Thank you, Dana. <clears throat> Dana, yep. today, 205-pound announcement for Chris Weidman. He said he'd like to fight in October when the Schmo interviewed him. Mm -hmm. Would you put him on the Khabib Poirier fight card in Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, we're looking at Chris right now and seeing when he's going to be healthy and winning a fight. But, yeah, 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 I think so. Potential opponent? What? Yeah. He's ready in October. Not ready for September. He'd if he fought in September? Are you messing with me, Shmo? You said you'd talk to him. You well, he said he'd he like to fight he... in October, but maybe Abu Dhabi would be a good fight card in September. Can he do it? If he's willing. He's not healthy. You just said that. Well, he's recovering. He said he'd be willing to fight in October, but maybe he can recover quicker. Shmo, stop playing games with me. Okay. Who he would can't... be a potential opponent for Chris Wyman at 205? Mm. There's a lot of guys. I mean, there's a lot of potential guys for him at 205. Rematch um, with Luke Rockhold? I like him in Cannoneer. Okay. Appreciate Not that. saying that's what I'm going to do. I'm just saying that I, I like it. Huh? Is he? Yes. I still like that fight. <laughs> he used to fight at light heavyweight Cannoneer. That she had asked for an immediate rematch. Yeah. Hey, Cyborg. Um, what, what's, what's the story, Hunter? Do you remember? So there you go. So what he said was, Amanda wanted to fight at 35 again, defend her belt there, she's fighting Holly, then go back to 45 to face Cyborg. She wants to fight you now. So she wants that Cyborg fight bad. So if Cyborg's interested, we can do it. If 
if Cyborg's not interested, like I said, it's okay. I'm not saying anything bad about Cyborg. I'm just saying, yeah, I understand. That's just the way, the way it played out. But she is ready, willing, and able. You know, if she beats Holly, she wants to fight Cyborg. So if Cyborg wants to fight, it's there. Isn't that it? All right. Bye, guys. Congratulations, Valentina. Very uh, dominant performance, and of course, a spectacular finish. I'm curious, how do you evaluate yourself? I mean, there didn't seem to be many flaws tonight, so what did you think about your performance tonight? I think I did uh, everything that I wanted. Um, I prepared very good for the fight, and um, of course, uh, I'm very happy to finish it like this way, by KO, and uh, I think everything went good. The high kick was a spectacular finish, maybe the most spectacular in, in women's history. Did you have an idea that might be there? Was was it a tactic that you had planned, or, or was it something you just saw in that exact moment? Uh, about this exact kick, I, it's about exact moment. But um, on my trainings, I train everything. Because um, being a MMA fighter, I have to be able um, to use every single like moment during the fight. And if I see the opportunity to make KO, I can do it because I have arms. And if I see opportunity to make submission, I will able to do it because I was training for it. That's why I think it's very important to train everything. It was interesting because Caitlin Chukagian was the very, very first fight of the night, but you know she felt it was a number one contender fight and that she deserves a title fight next. I imagine you didn't get a chance to watch it. Did, did you see any of it? And, and do you think she's a worthy contender? I didn't see the fight because I didn't see any fight of the card. <laughs> um, but if she's um, like in the position being number one contender, why not? And last thing for me, I mean, I imagine you got out of there pretty injury free. Um, what are the plans for you the rest of this year? I mean, are there dates that you want to, how many times, things that you have going? What, what, what do you think we'll see from you moving forward? Mm, I will start to think about it right, right tomorrow. Yeah, I will rest one week maybe and then come back, uh, go back to the training because I'm never resting. And of course, I'm ready to get back to the training camp and have another fight. And uh, I think maybe like three, four months from here, it would be nice because I can still recover my energy and recharge for the new fight. Congratulations, Valentina. When uh, Jessica went down, she went down very hard. Were you afraid? Were you concerned about how she was uh, when you first saw her go down the way she did? Uh, at very, very first moment, you um, you cannot think about this because the fight is still going. And um, while she was like going to the floor, uh, I still was thinking that maybe, I didn't know how deep it was. Only after the referee stopped the fight and I went to my corner, I saw that she uh, not getting up. And then I start to think, but at the very, very uh, first moment, it's difficult to think about this. Is it hard when you see an opponent, she was down for quite a while, and you did that to an opponent, is that difficult for you to deal with? You know, you're a nice person, you don't want to hurt somebody, this is a sport. When you see that happen, how hard is that for you? Uh, first of all, of course, it's sport, it's MMA, and we are training for this. If um, you are not doing this kind of KO, 
you will get this kind of chaos, and no one wants to get it. That's why we are training very hard to be better than our opponents. And uh, of course, um, everyone who step into the octagon, they know what they can get inside there. When we spoke with you earlier in the week, you mentioned that you would like to be uh, on the same card with your sister Antonina. Is there a potential card or date or months till the end of the year where you would like girls to fight? Yes, it would be nice to fight in the same card because we are uh, every time training together. We are preparing for, I prepare for my fight, she's training with me, she's preparing for her fight, I'm training with her. And it would be nice to have all done in one time and get rest for all our team but for now it's difficult to say because uh, uh, she fought like two months two months ago I recently that's why it's very difficult to find a card who will match everything like for us together I'm not sure if you know it already but you got the bonus of the night for your performance do you know what you're gonna spend this money on for travels <laughs> thank you Hi, we kind of talked earlier about how much you've improved over the last three fights, and Dana mentioned something too. Um, can you tell us about how you feel that you improved over the last three fights? I would say that um, maybe the kind of um, being in my natural weight class affected this like uh, this game because um, how I said before every time it's very different when you are fire fighting someone who is heavier than you and bigger you have to manage the distance you have to manage this uh, power you have to um, calculate everything in your mind because you cannot go um, like in open fight with someone who has uh, much power or more weight than you. That's why you have to be smart fighter. And um, maybe this everything it's matched like because I was waiting for so long to uh, fight in my weight class to fight uh, with same sized opponents, and finally I'm here and I can show just uh, all skills that I have. So you felt the best you felt probably tonight in your career so far. Best, the best, difficult to say because. Uh, I had so many fights during my fighter career, not only MMA, but Muay Thai and different kind of martial arts. And each single fight, I have different memories. And every like preparation, it was um, special preparation. And um, every fight, I was feeling very good. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Congratulations on your victory, first and foremost. Thank you. I know you got the result that you wanted, but could you talk about your emotions leading into the fight? Did you feel like this was, was this a regular fight week? Were you nervous walking into the building? And um, yeah. It's never regular. It's never regular fight week because every time you have any fighter, they have so much nervous inside. It's different. Um, someone shows it, someone um, don't show it, someone know how to manage it and uh, to um, convert this all energy to a good spectacles, a good show, something like this. So um, it's everything about experience. And of course, it's, um, I was um, expecting hard fight because I know that Jessica, she's, uh, she get all the way to the number one contender. If she wouldn't get up uh, like um, easily, uh, 
just uh, like gives this fight and say, okay, I'm not here for the fight. But she um, did everything from her part and I was expecting very hard fight. That's why I was training very hard and um, doing my responsibility with media, with everything, I was thinking number one about the fight. Describe your dance moves at the end. How do you think you did? <laughs> uh, the dance at Vizginka is my uh, traditional dance after the fight. And um, um, I, hoping, I was hoping that they will put my music, but <laughs> maybe next time they will do it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tony, I know you weren't happy with necessarily with the way the fight ended and the stoppage and that sort of thing, but uh, you know, look, you can see your disappointment. But now that you've had a chance to kind of cool down a little bit, think about it. I mean, what are your thoughts at this moment? Uh, he was slowing down. I think. I mean, it was just kind of like a lot of the other fights. It took me a second. He had a long year. Uh, not a year from the last time I fought. Uh, it's different. Maybe it took me a little bit longer to get uh, used to it. Didn't feel like I was in the fight until like I got taken down. And my Grand Valley roots, they just pulled me pop back up. I knew I needed to get my ass back up so he wouldn't get any of the judges' scores. Um, the second round, I saw him slowing down the body shots, the kicks. I think he was a little surprised with my kicks. Uh, a lot of people, when they get kicked by a surround, they're going to start backing down. Um, we already knew that going into this fight, so in camp, we knew that there was no backing down. We were going to go forward. Um, I saw him, when he was throwing more punches, I started to slip, and I started to see his confidence kind of start to, like, to decrease. Going into the obviously the second end of the round, you know that kind of sucks how it went and happened like that. I mean, it's, it's not a way to win like for myself, and I'm excited with my fans. You know, I apologize for that. Uh, going in third round, I don't think it would have been any different. I was gonna pick him apart with jabs, was gonna hit him in the body. Um, I mean, literally, I just saw his I saw his nose go from like red to clear to red to clear from all the shots. I mean, even in the first round, I saw blood like off of my eye, and it started just dripping. I was like, oh shit, keep your hands up, man. Yeah, it was a good fight, man. I'm excited about, uh, about the outcome. I was say, I mean, you walked out of the cage kind of with your head down, but I mean, now, are you happy with the way you performed? Because you said you've, you've overcome a lot to get where you are right now. I just talk, because the fight was just so fast. I mean, literally, when fight week goes, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are in our position, that this, it goes fast. I mean, it really does. From the weight cut, you're sitting there, and you're just worried about getting your media done, getting everything else squared away, making sure you, you're promoting yourself really well. and and you forget about how the time goes and before you know it, it's, it's fucking fight day. And you know, you're in the back and you're warming up and then boom, it's already done. And then you're here, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy how fast it happens. But uh, I'm glad that this year went really well um, as far as like victories and all that. I mean, I've had a shitload of support. I know I was kind of a dick to some of the guys over there, but literally, I mean, when I say that, you know, the F you to people that ask about like how I'm doing, my fans know how I'm doing. They really do. My true fans, they know how I'm doing. You guys know how I'm doing. I grew up with half of you guys from The Ultimate Fighter. I mean, seriously, since 2011, putting my time here. I'm kind of old now. I mean, and it's funny to me because that I've, I've continued to grow. And not only just that, I've seen the changes in this sport. Uh, I've seen it go from Spike. I've seen it go from to Fox to now ESPN. And it's just getting better. And the fighters stopped looking like NASCAR driver or NASCAR, you know, having all the stickers and everything out there, and they started looking cleaner, like boxers. And you start to have like people like step it up in their game, and it's. Uh, I'm very proud to be a part of it, and I'm very thankful to have such a great fan base that cares 
uh, about our well-being because, you know, we're not animals, man. We're not out here cockfighting. We're actually athletes. We come from good backgrounds. We have families. And we put a lot of time and effort into this. So, you know, thank you for everybody that really does care. There were a lot of conversation going on in the cage afterwards. I'm just curious if anything stood out. I mean, you were talking with Cowboy. The teams were talking. Was there anything that stood out, anything that was particularly meaningful to you during all those conversations? I call a Cowboy coach. I, I really consider a lot of these veterans that are out there, I call, and if I have somebody respect for somebody, I'm going to call them coach. There's a difference because you can learn a lot from somebody. Um, and I really wish that we would have went the third round, you know what I mean? But I, don't, I think it would have been the same story. I don't think he wants to come at me. I don't think he wants to fight again. Um, I think more than anything else, it's uh, I, I like mat time. For my pops, he, we would go to these tournaments like hours and hours away from our, on our house, and he would spend a lot of these time during the week for work. And he would tell me, he was like, son, you got to get your mad time. Because I would go out there and I would pin these dudes in like three to five seconds. And, I, and it was funny because you would have like rack up like five, five matches, three to four matches, and you'd be there all damn day, dude, getting bleached your seat ass and just kind of sitting there calluses on your butt. And, and if you've ever been to a wrestling tournament, I mean, you're there all day. So I, I enjoy mad time. And I knew I, walking away from this fight, I knew that a lot of people were counting me out. And they weren't counting on me to come back strong, come back anytime soon, actually. And I made it a point in my head, and I told myself, I was like, you're going to walk away like a champ no matter what anybody thinks. You're going to walk in there with your head held high, or, and you're going to walk out the same way that you walked in. Yeah, I had my head down because I didn't want – I heard the boos, but I think more than anything else, the fans wanted another round. And honestly, like, I would have gave them another round or two. And if you would have brought somebody else in there, it would have been the same fucking story, man. I would have bled all over the place because – I know on my Sunday morning, that's, that's the, one of my favorite songs, it's called Sunday Morning, and it's by Chaos, yeah, and, and it says the same thing, I can't wait till Sunday morning. That's when you wake up, everything's done, and you're sitting there, and you're hugging your family, and then you're just kind of enjoying, you're recapping all the fight, you're recapping all the interviews and the pictures you're looking at, and you're like, yeah, that was fucking fun. Immediately after, you said you'd be open to a rematch, you'd be open to Connor, you'd be open to a title fight. If you got to call the shots, which one of those three scenarios makes the most sense for you? I got 12 fights in a row, man. I should be calling the fucking shots. I mean, I've had my title already. I mean, fuck this. Everybody else needs an eval. It's kind of funny, but uh, I don't know what else I have to do in this division to keep to keep after it, man. I mean, like I said, it's a round-robin tournament, but I'm tired of it, man. I'm here to stay. I am the fucking champ. You know, I don't have to go on and, and, and refurbish a lot of that stuff. You guys know what I'm about. You know I'm about the business. You guys know I'm about learning and growing. And uh, fuck, man. If Dustin Poirier don't do it, I'm going to do it, man. Tiramisu needs an ass whooping. It needs two to the stomach from me. And uh, if it's McNuggets, you know, for money fight or whatever, I mean, literally, he's an athlete too. I know the division misses him inside here, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he misses the fight game too. I mean, seriously, we, we need to see these fighters keep coming out here and representing themselves in the sport because that's why you fucking got in it. Like, you're an athlete, man. Keep coming back. I mean, when it's your time to retire, go and fucking retire, man. I mean, seriously. But if you've, if you've made a name in this sport and you're able and you're, you're within the age limit, fucking keep competing. And I really want to keep doing that. I want to keep representing myself and my team, my family, and I want to keep winning. What sounds better than 12? 13. But it sounds a hell of a lot better with a title shot and having that 13 victory. Last thing for me, Tony, will you keep yourself ready for Abu Dhabi in case something happens, or do you feel like you deserve – a, you know, a full camp if you're getting ready for a title fight? I'm going to go back on Monday and hit some cardio. I mean, I got a couple stitches in my eye. We're going to wait until those heal, I guess. And uh, I'd like to post some more sparring videos. I think you guys have – I haven't sparred in years. I think I've told you guys that, right? I haven't sparred in years. I can't tell you the last time I sparred. Everything's about timing, it's precision, and it's about doing the drills that are really there. Um, 
I really, really want to compete more now. I really do. I feel like that I'm not even peaking yet. I feel like that I'm competing with the best of them, these 20-year-olds that are doing sprints with me. I'm faster than them. I'm running further than them. Uh, I don't feel like Superman, but I feel like I'm just like just getting better, man. And not even like wine, dude, because that stuff gets stale too. So, I mean, straight up, man, I just I, I really want to just keep getting better, and I want to see how far I can take this mixed martial arts thing, man, and really, really, really hold on to that title for a fucking long, long time, man, and represent my country really well. Tony, right over here. It was a long road back to, to this weekend. Um, I wonder just when you walk into that cage tonight and just soak in the crowd, and this is the moment you've been thinking of for a long time at this point. How did that feel? Good. Uh, it felt really good. I tried not to... Wait, what was it? I think Pat Barry told me, it was funny, he's like, if you start singing your opponent's song, you're doing it wrong. Or you start clapping for yourself, you know, obviously you're going to lose. Or you start walking out to Eminem songs. You know, nope, nothing to Eminem, but it, there's a lot of these stipulations and stereotypes that go into, like, the walkout. There was a lot of crowd, and it was a big walkout. It wasn't like the Palms where it was like you walk out and then you're in the cage. No, fuck, no, it was great. It was awesome. I got to see so many people there. I had butterflies in my stomach. I'll be real with you. I had fucking, I was nervous, man. I was in the back. They told us five minutes, and I, I broke a sweat, lost it. Five more minutes, Turkish. Oh, shit, all right, cool. And then it ended up being like another two more minutes, and it was kind of like funny. I was like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Started listening to some music, and I was like jamming. I even watched a music video, and I was just kind of like dancing with it. And throughout the walkout, I could just see how many fans were just amped to see me walk out. I mean, that's like, that's incredible, man. Like, you don't get that in the gym. You don't. You're like walking to the gym. You're like, hey, slap hand. Oh, shit, there's nobody here. Nah, man. And then it's an immediate, like, just boom. And then it just hits you like a fresh breath of air. And you're walking out and you're hearing your song and you're trying not to force anything like dancing or doing anything else like that. You heard Cerrone say at the open workout, I'm not going to break dance for you guys. Usually I'll do something kind of like that. And, and it wasn't, I wasn't trying to force anything. I was just trying to soak it up, man. And it, it was really awesome. It was really cool, warming. The nerves, is that unusual or is that something you usually feel before the fight? I think if you don't get the nerves, I think that there's something wrong with you. I mean, we're in there, we're about to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody that's preparing to kick your ass. I mean, literally, the nerves are good. I mean, people get nerves from playing badminton, I'm pretty sure, if, you know, if it's high enough stakes. And uh, nothing against badminton, you know. <laughs> but um, it's the fight game. And uh, we prepare as much as we can. I mean, like I said, it's been a long year. I had a lot going on. Um, and I didn't know how anything was going to go. I really it was a short notice fight, and this dude was coming off of nice victories, man. So, you know, new kid, I mean, literally, you got everything on top of your plate right there. That's gold. So, to compete with that, I mean, literally, your goal's got to be just as shiny, and that's how it was. Once you're in there, it felt like you started finding your momentum, you find, finding your rhythm, and then by the second round, you were rolling. What was working for you in there? Jabs. Jabs, body shots, kicks. I think he wasn't, uh, I utilized this, uh, these kicks, my coach, my coach is Muay Thai is dope, dude. And we can count on my jujitsu, which is awesome. And then my boxing, my movement within that. I mean, like, I put together a fucking solid team, like a really solid team. I, I don't have like a bunch of training partners. I have the right training partners. And when we, we all come together, it's all about business, man. It really is. I mean, this is a this is this is a business. This is entertainment. But if you don't take this shit seriously, your ass is not gonna win, and you're gonna get hurt. And, you know, my grandma told me, shout out to my grandma in 805 and all my family out there, two and the 231. But they, she always tells me, get in, get out, mijo. I mean, literally. And, and I met Cowboy's grandma, too. 
And she said the same thing. She's like, you know, I know you guys have to do your job, but and she gave me a kiss on the cheek, which is fucking awesome. It, it was hard to go in there and to fight somebody that's really genuine and nice like that. But this is a gentleman's sport. We're out there. We're here. He's a horse, or he's a cowboy. I'm a horseman. We're here, like old school Tombstone man. We're here to clean up the streets. So, like you said, twelve straight wins. Only five other men have had longer win streaks in the UFC history, and they are all very long reigning champs. Does it almost feel like you've become sort of your own separate entity, with aside from the belt, like this sort of boogeyman to use? You should see the, the inside of my jacket. It says champ shit only. My my tailor's pretty cool. Uh, I didn't get. To, I didn't look at my suit until the game day, and. Uh, you remember my size and everything. I got surprised with the suit. And it's those little things like that that make a huge difference. And that's when you stop worrying about the numbers and it starts to become letters. It starts like, you know, like the MCN, like all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I couldn't tell you what my record was. I really couldn't. I, I, I forgot how many wins I had in a row, um, not to be cocky. But it's just I, I just fucking don't care. I don't. I mean, I look at that belt and I carry it with me during like media day and all that kind of stuff because I'm proud of that, man. I won it. I mean, literally, and I haven't lost it. To me, I haven't lost it. I got to lose in order to lose that shit. If I would have lost tonight, I would have bought Cowboy a fucking belt. You guys understand that? Like, that's the kind of guy that I am. I don't care what anybody else is fucking doing, but that's me. So if I'm, if I'm at 12 fights in a row and there's those people that are like that, I'm not going to look at that because I continue want to keep going. I want to be on the Hall of Fame. And how do you do that? You keep fucking winning. You keep putting your nose to the grindstone. You keep doing the damn thing. You don't worry about that other bullshit. It'll, it'll come with it. And then last for me, um, it, you mentioned open workouts. It seemed like there was a moment, at, maybe towards the end of open workouts, where you sort of laid down on the mat and just kind of took in the moment. And the crowd was really going for you. They were really uh, excited to have you back. What did it mean just to feel the love from the community this week throughout the week? Well, I actually laid down because I wasn't going to do anything. I was just going to sit there and lay down and see if anybody was going to be like, are you going to do anything? But uh, just all jokes aside, I mean, like, I like to do, like, little things like that. But um, the crowd, I didn't expect it. Uh, I didn't expect Chicago to be so awesome. Like, mon when we get here, Monday, Sunday, Monday we went for a run. We put in six miles, ran to Lake Michigan, felt like home, like I was across in Muskegon. And everywhere we went, dude, we had these people, Tony! I'm like, how they know it's me? And I'm like, oh, shit, you got your jacket on. It says Ferguson on the back. <laughs> so it says UFC. So I started cracking up. And the cameraman was actually running with us, which was pretty cool, too. And he was keeping up. So it was inspiring, dude. Like, it felt like I was back where I belong. It felt like this, like, it's not just like where I belong. This is like my job, but not a job. It's like a career. But it's more than that. Um, like I said, aside from, like, victories and wins and stuff like that, I want to see how good I can get. I really do, because I don't think I've even peaked yet, man. And to have these people, they write me emails from all over the world, and they're telling how inspiring, how motivating, how just the things you know that went on, and just how how to bounce back, and then from surgeries and from all the bullshit. And sometimes I get to respond to them, and I like to show my team a lot of this because like it's them, it's not just me, because without them, literally, like seriously, man, I, I wouldn't. Fucking, I'd, fuck, I might be here, but it'd be hard. It'd be a lot harder if I didn't have that support system. I mean, so thank you guys for the, the emails, man. I see them and I read them. And, you know, like half the time it says, I know you probably won't read this. Fuck, dude, I try. I really do. And I can't, if I can't respond to you, well, at least one time I'll try. I, I swear. Thank you.
Tony, uh, congrats on a, on a great fight. I guess uh, based on what you said about your grandmother, grandma doesn't care about mat time too much, eh? Hey, no, 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 no. Get in, get out, mijo. That's what she says. And, uh, yeah, she, she knows it's a fight game, man. Um, my very first fight that I had, uh, I was borrowing her car, and uh, I moved to California. I didn't really have much. I just had, like, two suitcases and, like, 50 bucks. And uh, I borrowed a car, and the very first fight I had was an amateur fight. I went home. I told my parents, I was like, look, hey, I got an opportunity to turn pro. I was like, I'm going to turn pro in this sport. And they were like, well, if you're going to do it like anything else you do, train hard and give it everything you got. The very first check that I got, I don't even know, it was like, like, it was like 500 bucks or something like that. Very first fight. And I was so proud of it. I gave my grandma that check and she, was, she cried a little bit. And I was like, I'm in the right fucking sport. I was like, I enjoy what I'm doing. Everybody else didn't know what the fuck I was doing. They all thought I was out fucking around because I wasn't at home. I was out in the gym 24 fucking seven. That's what I was. And that's how I've been since I started, since 2008, nine. I've been consistent with that because effort times consistency is confidence. And the only thing I've been building in this sport is confidence straight up. One of the things it seems like, I don't know how many guys it is, but maybe your last seven, eight fights in a row, you broke everybody up. I mean broken noses, cuts on their forehead. What is it about you that does so much damage to your opponents? And, and do you think when you see blood that it makes you a little more vicious in there? No, I don't think so. Um, I never ran the ball in football, right? And my pops was like, you don't run the ball. First time I ran the ball, I broke my wrist. <laughs> so I've always been a cornerback, and I've always been running towards danger. Um, when you see your opponent start to break down, regardless if there's blood or not, and in wrestling it's the same way. You see their cardio start to decrease. That's when you got to. That's when you got to put the pressure on. That's when you put that that aggressiveness in, and it's not about like the Bruce Lee or the BJ Penn. Yeah, it could seem like that, but that's another way to win. I mean, I got cut too, so I had to keep my hands up. I already immediately knew. That. As soon as I saw the blood start to drip, I was like, "Fuck, he's gonna go after that." And it's just like, I mean, yeah, you said it. If you smell blood, you're gonna go after it. More than anything else, it's just like a target. Boom! You're just gonna be like, boom! I'm gonna start picking at it, picking at it, picking at it. Make it better. Boom, 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 and then go somewhere different with it. And uh, unfortunately for my opponents, I got sharp-ass elbows. My kicks are getting better. I got to thank my coach, Coach Billy. He's badass, badass motherfucker, man. You know, the Muay Thai that we've done, nobody realizes the shit that we go through for that stuff, man. And there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. And Tell us a little bit about what you go through then. Oh, shit. Uh, a lot of bag work. And my, my coach has got a full-time job. I mean, like, all my coaches, they got pretty much full-time stuff. So if they can't make it, I ask them for drills. I'm like, hey, can you give me a couple of drills so I can do this stuff? And they know I'm going to fucking do it. They know I'm going to go out there and I'm going to bust my ass and do that stuff without them being there. I don't mind training by myself. But this camp, I had my, my, my buddy Vic, who was there, and, and, and he was in the military. And there's a lot of military people that I have a lot of support from, and I have to think of myself the same way. I have to go out there and do it with professionalism. I have to make sure I do it and I get home safe. And that's, that's the biggest priority that I have, is to make sure that I can make it back home to my wife and my kid. We could be doing a lot worse stuff, man. And we're in a sport, and I'm very fortunate to be able to do what I love. Your ring, is that anything when sports related? Is that a championship ring of any kind that you're wearing? It's a state championship football ring for MCC. And you were a key contributor? I was a cornerback. I was cool. I did all right. Were you as good as you were a fighter? Uh, I'd like to think I was a good athlete, still the same athlete. Uh, I haven't stopped, man. It's, uh, I'm a crusader. You know what I mean? And that's uh, it's, uh, it's fun, man. It's something I've learned to be able to do, and I've had great coaches. 
I keep in contact with a lot of my coaches, and they, they always say the same thing. And, and, and I've been fortunate that all of my coaches said, they were like, if I can't get you to that certain spot, we're going to make some phone calls to get you to the next person that can. That's not selfish. That's unselfish. And I've been blessed with people that have done that my whole entire life, and it's pretty cool. I'd just like to ask one more question. If you could break down two fights, Poirier and Habib, how you think that might go? And then yourself against Conor. If that fight gets made, that would be a fascinating fight. How do you see yourself matching with him? Uh, first question with Dustin and Khabib. I see Dustin, he plays a lot against the ropes. I mean, he does a lot of boxing. He's got some good hands, but uh, the kid needs to get his back off the ropes. At my academy, I, don't have, I have a full 20 by 20 canvas, but I don't have any ropes around it. And I do that for a reason, so I don't get on my back on the ropes. Once you get your back against the cage and you start doing that, Khabib's going to put that pressure. He's going to take you down, double leg you. He's going to mount you like that dummy, and he's going to play smash and grab. I mean, that's how I see that playing out. If I were to fight Khabib, guarantee you I would throw him from his feet to his back and beat him like a sambo, like a five-point move in wrestling. That's my background. So as far as even McNuggets goes, I would love to stand toe-to-toe, go with that dude. I respect him as an athlete, as a person, he's kind of a douche. But, I mean... Improper 13, man. Literally, it is. And uh, I got an attitude, and I, I have a different agency right now, which is great. There's no conflict of interest. That's number one. And number two is I'm here to kick some ass, man. You know, I ran out of bubble gum, but uh, we're here to do business. Henry, you're certainly no stranger to big wins. You know, you're already the, the flyweight champion. There's reports you may have won a gold medal at one point in your life. I'm not sure about that, but. Uh, it's right here. <laughs> give, give me an idea. Where does, where does this moment rank among big moments like that in, in your in your career? Man, I don't even know if I could even rank these. I, I really don't, man. Like, the, the, the Demetrius Johnson was extremely special to me. Like, that one was. But this was, I mean, this, this puts me in the legacy. This puts me in a very secluded club. I mean, I'm the, I'm the fourth person to ever hold them, you know, simultaneously. And uh, that, was, that was almost never my goal. Like, my goal was to just win the Olympics, be a UFC champion, and, and that's it. But then I saw him, and I was like, I, I, I saw my improvement as a mixed martial artist. Like, I, the mind and the people around me. And that all changed. I was like, you know what? I could, I could do this. Why not me? And uh, it was, you know, hats off to Marlon Marias. The dude is, uh, the dude is strong as steel. I remember seeing him across the cage. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that's who I'm gonna fight. I mean, a rock, and he 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 kicked like a horse. I mean, his his kicks were really really dangerous. I can see how he's put so many people to sleep. But the the, the key to this victory was was composure and, and, and being active and adjusting and abandoning the game plan that we had. You know, I, I had suffered an injury in my left ankle when you had asked me. <laughs> I said it was the right knee. But I had suffered it on Tuesday night, like the first night that we got there, the UFC mats, you know, they weren't, kind of some cheap tape. And uh, I stepped on the crack, which I thought it was sealed together, and I sprained my ankle. So, you know, the rumors were true. But I had to kind of keep it to myself, get it, get therapy uh, along the week. You know, hats off to uh, Heather Linden for for doing that. And I was able to I was able to fight through uh, through adversity again, going going in with adversity and then getting kicked exactly where it was hurting. I mean, it was uh, 
I think I think I think that's also what makes this this victory extremely special. Yeah, it was a tough start for you, right? I mean, Marlon was off to a good start, and you credited your perseverance, your heart. Um, but were there technical adjustments that you had to make as well that that kind of stemmed the the tide in your favor? Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I I remember my coach Santino DeFranco. He asked me in the corner. He's like, he's like, hey man, if you want to win this fight, you're gonna have to press him. Like you're not gonna survive, man. You're not gonna survive taking these hits. And I mean, I got I got I got these these baseballs in my in my shins right now. And uh, and then I said, okay, man. Then I'm then I'm going in. Like I have to press. I have to make it a dog fight. I had to compensate. I had to had to adjust to him. Screw it. Yeah. We saw you obviously limping a little bit, and you were, you were wheeled in. Um, is that part of that ankle injury as well, or is that just the leg kicks? No, that, that was that, that was more the leg kicks. That was more the leg kicks. The ankle I just couldn't push off and really go in and penetrate or even like. I I'd never tested picking somebody up. Let me put it to you that way. You know, I was kind of if it happens in the fight, then screw it. You had an interesting list of names when you when you got on the mic. Cruz, Faber, Garbrandt. I think a lot of us tonight were debating Aljamain or, or Peter Yan. Those names didn't come up. Do, do you think those guys are deserving contenders, or why, why did you lay out the names that you did? Because those are legends, man. Because those are, and I want big fights, man. I want, I'm, I'm on a legend rampage. That's what I want. I'm a legend killer. I want big fights, man. I want to fight Dominic Cruz. You guys wouldn't like Dominic Cruz versus Henry Cejudo, right? Doesn't, doesn't that sound that? Doesn't that sound exciting? It does I think he might be hurt right now, though? Unfortunately. No, he is, but so am I. I, I <laughs> not only is my, I, my left shoulder, I, I, it went out too during the fight. They had swung, and I couldn't use my I couldn't use my left my left shoulder that much. Yeah. It was terrible, man. I can only I'm lifting right here, and I'm feeling pain, man. Last thing for me, you mentioned featherweight. I mean, you, you said you wanted to save the flyweight division. Dana was here earlier, and he said, listen, the flyweight division is sticking around. He trusts you as a guy that can defend both titles, but you didn't mention flyweight tonight. What are your intentions for flyweight? I mean, I, I got to imagine it would be nice not to have to cut back down to 125 again, but you said you were saving it. So g give us the game plan from here. The thing is, for me, it's saved, man. Look, I just went up. I'm a flyweight, went up, and I beat, I beat Marlon Morales on a 15-fight win streak. What's wrong with the division? Demetrius Johnson was was just so dominant that, it, you know, it's like it's not up to me, guys. Guys, I suffer making 125 pounds. Whether I stay up or I go, like man, the division is good. Benavides has a win over me. You know what is it? ESPN. What is it? Dana White. Let's let's restructure this for the sake of a bunch of families. Felicidades, champ. I remember two months ago, I asked you, which is your biggest strength? And you told me your mind, believing yourself. You didn't mention your athletic skills or your wrestling. You said your mind and believing yourself. How far do you think you can go? And how long do you think you can stay holding both titles? Man, it's for as, for as long as I want. <laughs> but, man, there's... I, and if anybody ever gets offended that I call them out, yeah, I just want to challenge myself. That's it. I just want to see how far I can push the mind, body, and soul. Like, that's almost my mission. It's probably not even so much fighting. It's more the love is just to compete against myself, against my will. You guys think it's easy coming up here and doing magic tricks and, and pulling out, you know, snakes and rat, uh, rabbits out the bag? 
Like, man, I'm, I'm adding pressure to me. I'm adding, my, I'm adding pressure to me with a killer. A man that has three knockdowns in the first round. So, another thing that I'm going to talk about is I, I, I need to meet with Dana White too, man. I, wanna, I need a meeting with him because I need heavyweight money. I'm, I feel like I'm the face of the UFC now. And I should be beat. I, I want to get paid like one. And Dana White has been great to me. He's been really good. I have nothing bad to say, but I want to make heavyweight money. I want to change this game. Uh, question right here for Henry. Congratulations first. Um, a lot this week was made of your, you know, your karate stance, your wrestling, your boxing, but you put on a pace and didn't stop. How underplayed was your cardio in like, and how, how much of a factor was that in that fight? Man, I, I trained with the, with the sports performance base company called NeuroForce One. And all my training, like, everything is just under science. Like, everything. And a lot of my credit, I owe, I, obviously, I owe to my team. I mean, there's a, the team of, you know, Captain America right there, which for you guys that are... In my opinion, that's the 2019 coach of the year. Not to go off subject, but Patricia Pitbull just won his, his second title. I mean, this man, is, this man is breaking records, too. Two double champs. But anyway, what was the question again? Uh, your cardio, how much of a factor and how much of a, an underused weapon? Or people don't talk about it as a big weapon for you. Yeah, I, I, think, it's, uh, I think it's probably credit me, but you also want to discredit in this situation Marlon a little bit. That's a lot of power, man. I hope you can maintain throwing all that power with somebody that could take it. So, you know, I, I, I would love to credit science too, but sometimes it's your rival too. That's a lot, man. You like, there's, there's a pace to this game. And last week we saw Andrew Ruiz knock out Anthony Joshua for the heavyweight championship. And you headlined a card with Tony Ferguson, Tatiana Suarez, uh, a lot of uh, Chicano fighters specifically. How important has the last week been for for those type of athletes uh in the world of combat sports oh man it's uh it, it's in our heritage but obviously always you know first and foremost i, I am an american but it, but you know the mexican from mexican descent but it's in there it's almost like, like when you're from Me mexican descent it's almost like in your dna it's almost like it's your job if you're gonna fight you better win you fight to almost be a legend because of the people that have paved the, the way for us. So when Andy Reese won, it was almost like it's almost be, it almost becomes a victory for like all of us, dude. You know, it, it's so I took a lot of inspiration even from him. Huge underdog. Henry, congrats. Um, when you lost to Demetrius in the first fight with Demetrius, could you ever have envisioned this day? Like, you know, were you doubting yourself as a martial artist at that point? Um... It, it, it actually drove me a little bit more, Kevin. <laughs> I needed to have that chip on my shoulder. But there was, there was a point where I just didn't know if I even wanted to do MMA. Like, I was just so sick of competing that you guys, you guys forget, man. I, and I tell this story all the time. I think I've probably told you a little too many, too, too many times. But I remember my debut in Sacramento had retired. Like, when I didn't make way, like, I was so embarrassed. And I, I was feeling, it was like almost in my heart. It was like, I don't even know if MMA's for me. I didn't make weight. I go up to Sean Shelby and I tell him, Sean, I says, thank you for everything, man, but I, I, I'm, I'm retiring, man. I'm sorry. Because I'm sorry, man. And I just, I went off and I cried, dude. I went, I got, went straight to the airport and got a, 
uh, flight home, and I remember, I remember Captain Eric, and, and and this is what I'm telling you, man. This is why you know a, a coach is not just 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 somebody that holds paths or techniques or is at your fights, but somebody that will tell you your truth. And I remember leaving. I remember Eric was like, "No, you're the best in the world, and you're the best in the world. This is your game. I believe in you." And I'm just, and I remember just pushing him aside. And I was like, "Dude, get out of here!" I had to close the door on him. He's like, "You can still fight." Like he was still trying to get me to fight too. And uh, I remember going back home, and I was I was there for two weeks, and I didn't come out of my room. And and I've never been a guy to get, not, not, I don't want to say necessarily depressed, but sad over 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 a loss because I've always gave to my all. And uh, that time I felt like it was just it, it hit me hard. But I remember. After two weeks were done, I says, you know what? I called Sean Shelby. I says, Sean, I, I want to fight, man. Can you give, give me the biggest dog you got? I'll go out 135 pounds. So it was, it was, it's adversity, man. What's made me has been these, these things that have happened in my life. It's putting chips on my shoulder. I hate to lose, and I, and I love to win. Do you, after, after the Johnson fight, you lose to Benavides. I mean, I fight, I know you think you probably won, and he thinks he won. Um, so, like, did that even add further to it, you know, because you come back and you don't get back on the winning track right then and there? Yeah, it does. It does. But it also, it humbles you a little bit, too. And, and these are good lessons, too. I, I, I take a lot from losses. I take a lot of the, the good out of it. You know, I've, I understand it, it's beautiful because you know that you can lose at any given time. And this, I, I, I love doing Motivational Mondays for that reason. You know, it's like, and I said it, you guys watch my, uh, my Motivational Monday. I says, this, Marlon Marias is a dangerous man. He can knock me out. I have a 50% chance of winning because he's so dangerous. But that, that, go, that goes for anybody across the board. You mentioned that uh, Santino had said in the corner, you know, you need to do something. I mean, instinctually, were you aware of that? I mean, are you just so much in the moment that, you know, you have to hear the coaches kind of tell you, hey, you need to make this adjustment, or do you have that instinct in you that you can adjust on the fly, just sensing what's going on in the cage? I had that instinct, and when he told me in the corner, and they told me, hey, dude, you just, you just gotta get, you gotta be in boxing range. You cannot box this dude, you, could, you gotta hurt him, because you're, you're not gonna survive getting, taking kicks like that. And I just says, okay, I says, I, um, I, I would have to listen to, but I says, I, I think I said, okay, I'm going in. <laughs> And says, I'm going in like a kamikaze. <laughs> How big were those knees, I guess, as part of that? Because you landed those knees, and that seemed like the, the beginning of the end of Marlon. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and I saw I, I, he, he was dunking his head, like I said. It, it was, a lot of it is he, he threw a lot of power. He threw a lot of power, and I'm, I won't be able to walk for the next week. So he was kind of dunking his head after a while. He was just throwing, and I just, I just grabbed him, and I just went at it. And once I knew I hurt him with that first knee, I knew that that was a key. I knew that the knees are the knees are going to change this fight. Henry, Julian Virgin, first and foremost, respect to your accomplishments, man. Secondly, you had some issues. Uh, he stuffed a couple of your takedowns in the first and the second round. Could you describe the finishing sequence of the fight? Man, I don't even know if I remember. A, a part of it, too, with the takedown was, was kind of not being able to leverage and really get explosive in there. Cause you know, I, I just didn't know how far I could take it. But um, the finishing touch was, was his demeanor. His demeanor, the fact that what, what he was showing me in his face, he was showing me in his breathing, he was showing people sometimes speak it when you fight. 
you landed a couple elbows. Did you know at that point in time the fight was over? Were you going for the finish? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want. I wanted to finish him. I knew. I knew my elbows were just going harder, coming at him like like swords. And we had it. It was. Uh, we had drilled that exact same side too this morning. Boom. So. There was a lot of animosity before the fight leading up to it. What was said following the uh, the final? Um, we just congratulated each other. Um, I, I even like I said even prior to this, you know, besides the animosity, like I he, he's a great man, man. I can I can tell people have beautiful souls. Marlon Marais, I can I can tell by his presence, he has a really beautiful soul. So this was nothing but business for me. And you know, we shook hands like sportsmen, and we says, "Hey, man, congrats, dude." And I says, "Hey, man." I just said, I think I even told him I love him. <laughs> Finally, how did Chicago treat you this week? Chicago was, uh, Chi-Town is, I like it. I like it, man. I, I've been able to fight, my last three fights I fought in L.A., I fought in New York, and I fought in Chicago, man. Three of the, three of the you know, the three biggest cities in, in America. So it, it's, been, it's been cool to end it in Chicago. Triple C, congratulations. All the schmo. Last night. You had a nice Chicago dinner, steak dinner with your team. What was the theme of that dinner? The theme of the dinner, to not talk about fighting? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Guys, doing media is a pain. Jesus, you guys have no idea. Poor Ronda McGregor. So you hear it all the time, and then your team wants to talk about it all the time. I'm just like, all right, guys, enough. Dude, talk about something else. So that's what the talk was about, not to talk about fighting. <laughs> you and Marlon are both represented by Ali. Has he contacted you? What was the message? Ali hasn't. Um, I haven't checked my phone. I'm sure he has. Ali's like, he's like, he's like a brother, man. Sometimes, I think a lot of people, he's misunderstood by a lot of people. <laughs> he's a great man. I'm, I'm sure he called. What was the last thing he said to you? He said, best of luck. He said, best of luck. He says, you know, you, you're a legend. You accomplish everything, man. He says, I look up to you. I'm just like, damn, Ali, that's, that's it's really nice of you, man. Thank you. Henry, my last two in Spanish. Después del primer asalto, ¿qué fue lo que cambió? Te había castigado mucho, sobre todo en el primer round, con esas patadas a las piernas. ¿Qué fue lo que cambiaste? ¿Cómo viste tu approach para poderle dar la vuelta a la pelea? Ah, man, eso lo... Le, le quiero, creo que el corazón, o sea, más que todo si está lastimado, o sea, entré lastimado y me lastimó, eso fue, fue doble el dolor, <risa> pero fue, 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 del, fue el querer, o sea, fue, fue algo del corazón, fue algo de, hey, esto, eso se, te, me, me pertenece a mí, ese fue más el pensamiento para mí, esto me pertenece a mí, y, y en el segundo round me dijeron, mi, mi entrenador me dijo, si tú quieres ganar esta pelea, necesitas, necesi, necesitas boxear a él, necesitas estar enfrente de él. Y eso es lo que hicimos. Y yo le dije, bueno, si eso es lo que vamos a hacer, le voy a entrar. Y le entré. Con ese tipo de victorias, Henry, ¿dónde crees que ese tipo de triunfos te ponen actualmente dentro del deporte y dentro del UFC? De verdad, no sé. De verdad, man, esta significa mucho. No te puedo decir dónde está rankeado, pero significa mucho. Significa mucho porque, man, yo respeto mucho a Marlon. Yo creo que él es un, él es, es un peleador muy bueno. O sea, 15 uh, consecutivas de, de peleas. O sea, noqueando a todos en el primer round. Yo, yo, yo sabía. Eso no fue tanto por el cinturón, pero creo que también fue él. 
porque yo sabía que era el número uno contente aquí en los Estados Unidos digo en el mundo eh, Henry de este lado eh, ya mencionabas eh, el orgullo que te causó la, la victoria de, de Andy Ruiz y él lo va a recibir el martes el, el presidente de México allá en la Ciudad de México es un honor que te interesaría tener también a ti es un caso muy similar nacido en Estados Unidos pero hijo, hijo de mexicanos dile al, dile al presidente que me invita porque no tengo la, la dile que me invita yo quiero ir yo quiero ir al padre de todo México claro quiero mi invitación yo, obviamente lo de Andrew se llama mucho la atención pero tal vez tienes más méritos todavía la, la medalla de oro los, los dos títulos sí 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 como te digo no sé man es de verdad es, yo sé que eso va a traer mucha mucha atención para mí yo sé que va a traer mucha atención si me entiendes su Necesito hablar con Dana White, con mi equipo y a ver qué, qué es lo que me, qué los que lo, uh, que me conviene más como, como peleador, man, porque yo, yo, yo pienso que nosotros necesitamos pagar un poquito más. Yo creo que yo me lo merezco. So, yo, quiero, yo, quiero, yo quiero tener esa junta con Dana White. Primero, antes de, antes de pelear. Yo, yo me la merezco. Me da de oro, cinturones, dos. Ya estoy listo para hacer muy, un, un billetazo. Y no soy, no tengo hambre de dinero, nomás le estoy diciendo la verdad. Yeah, thank you guys, thank you guys so much.